0: Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro podcast. I am Shauna Sumawang Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Paul Olivier join us. Paul Olivier, I'd love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience.
1: Yeah, thanks, Shona. Hi. So, yes, I'm Paul Olivier. So, I'm French, like the accent probably betrays. And I am working for a Swiss company, Dormacaba, where we are specializing basically in, you know, secured access to buildings, to opening or closing doors. So, all the uh, hardware and software which closes or or, uh, opens doors. And I am responsible, I am the uh, Senior Vice President for Human Resources and Sales Enablement for the Europe, Middle East and Africa region.
0: Well, I'm extremely excited that you're here to talk to us today. Um, As you mentioned in your introduction, you have a unique position, um, seeing as you um, oversee both human resources and sales enablement for your organization. So I'd love to understand from your perspective, what does the intersection between HR and enablement look like, and how do they complement each other?
1: For me, you know sales enablement, uh, at, at heart it's, a, it's around cultural change, you know, changing the mindset of our sales organization so that people really, uh, I mean we, we make everything culturally and also from the process point of view. Uh, perfect for the sales organization to be efficient, to be able to sell better, to sell more products and solutions to our customers, and a lot. At the end, you know, we around the people. You know, having of course the right people with the right competence, the right skills in place, having the right organizational structure. And you know onboarding is important, and uh, you know training on soft skills or on the product. So a lot uh, is actually stuff that I do, <laughs> I would say, for other parts of the organization. But I was put in charge of the sales enablement uh, function also a year ago because, in a sense, for strange reason, it was one part of the organization which has a bit uh, forgotten. Uh, and um, you know I'm part uh, of the um, executive team of Emea. And I could see that as a golden nugget we had to to tackle. So in a sense, uh, I was pushing for a while to have this function more prominent or at least sales function much more prominently represented in the executive team. Uh, We don't have any chief sales officer or or, or something like that. So because I've pushed too hard, probably (laughs) that's why it was created and then it was given to me. So there are a lot of... Similarities, you know, between what I did before uh, in HR, but for sure there are a lot of um, specificities. And I have the luck that very early on I could hire internally one of our most senior sales directors, who can complement them myself very well because you know he's been doing the you know the sales role for many many years. I think we complement each other extremely well. You know, he brings the credibility, the huge knowledge he has. And hopefully I can bring some of my, you know, change management, uh, cultural change management, of course, training, abilities, and experience.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, how does sales enablement help you to achieve some of your goals, though, on the human resources side?
1: For me, honestly, it's not so much as a HR leader. I see more that the sales enablement helped me to achieve my goals as one of, as I was mentioning before, as one of the members of the executive team uh, of Europe, Middle East, and Africa because I think that we didn't equip our salespeople with the right tool, the right training, you know, the right processes. So in a sense, we, we are not able sometimes to achieve some of our strategic objectives. And of course, related to you know the customer, the, the sales revenue, etc. So I don't see, so I see myself much more as a business leader who has by chance a hat. And I just complemented that by another hat now, which is the sales enablement hat. And at the end, everything we do in the area of sales enablement, is for me to help EMEA teams, our executive team to achieve our common goals. So that's more how I I see it. Of course, from an HR point of view, the sales team, the sales people are very important like any other teams. But I think I put myself more as an executive leader, more than as a pure HR leader, when I started to push a lot, you know, for sales enablement to have a, a place at the table.
0: I love that, though. I think you're absolutely right. I think sales enablement is strategically positioned to help the entire business, especially the executive team. Yeah. Now, you, you also have experience, um, as you mentioned, leading sales transformation initiatives, uh, such as helping your organization navigate a merger um, what are what are, from your perspective, some key things to consider as you you kind of build a strategy for a transformation initiative to ensure that it's successful?
1: Yeah. So first of all, uh, for sure, you need a vision where you want to go. And so we started early on, you know, in our sales enablement journey by uh, uh, and in collaboration with the business, you know, with many alignment with my. Peers, you know my colleagues in the management team. A lot of you know discussion and interviews, if you want, and we created what we call the sales enablement manifesto. And it was just, it's just a, you know two pages, two PowerPoint pages, where we established what was our vision and what we what, what we are, sorry, and what we are not, or where we are going to work and where we are not going to work. So we started by drawing the vision and then of course starting to communicate a lot you know you never communicate enough so it we are in a process where we are constantly aligning you know where we are with the executive team but also you know the country managers some of the big if you want sales directors just to make sure that they know where we are going and of course we are taking their feedback into account you know as long as we are making progress in the journey so for instance you know we we have completely uh, Revamp uh, the way we have described our sales operating model. You know the way. Uh, you know what our sales channel. So we have redefined a lot of things which were probably in some heads or perhaps in some different PowerPoint presentation. But you know there were always some differences. So it's really to work together with the business to make that in you know coherent, and then with a lot of communication, making sure that uh, it's really understood by the people. It's uh, you know bought in. And that's only when you have achieved that level that you can start, of course, going a bit further down the journey if you want. Because we're in, in in my company, you know, we are not a super hierarchical. I'm sorry, I go too long, but we are not a super hierarchical company. You know, we are quite so decentralized. So if you don't have this constant alignment and discussion, uh, it won't work. If you just come you know, uh, top down, if I use my, uh, you know, senior VP, whatever title, I mean, it can work, but it won't be super long lasting or it won't be super motivating. So, you know, we do it a much more collaborative way.
0: On the topic of alignment, aligning with stakeholders on goals is critical for transformation initiatives, as you mentioned. What are some best practices for securing stakeholder buy-in for your initiatives?
1: Yeah, um, so for sure it's really understanding what are the priorities of the important stakeholders and when you understand them, is to see how you know, ourselves, when we are doing the sales enablement initiative or any other initiative, how we can help you know, the key stakeholders achieve their own priorities. So already if we can show, and it's not always perhaps relevant, but for most of my colleagues, of course, they have a strong sales uh, priority in their target. So uh, it's clearly seen then how we can help them achieve their own priorities, achieve their own challenges. So it's a lot of discussion, understanding the other, you know, using empathy. Of course, having a lot of business acumen uh, because you know we're talking about customers, we're talking about sales, so you need to understand sales. I mean, numbers, you need to understand, uh, you know, P.L.L. and revenue and all of that. But it's really uh, bridging the gap between what we want to do, what the other's priorities are, and making sure that of course they're aligned. And you know, I mean, basically. Uh, making sure that my colleagues understand that (laughs) if we work together they have bigger chances to succeed and we do as well so it's really a collaborative effort so yeah a lot of communication a lot of discussion empathy business acumen and making sure that you know it all comes into one place at the end.
0: Absolutely. Y- you mentioned as well a few times this this notion of change management, and for for transformation to happen, um, people need to be you know motivated to change. What are some of your best practices for for persuading and motivating people to adopt new approaches?
1: If I focus on you know what we are doing at the moment in such enab- enablement, I think the main behavior, if I can call it like this, uh, that we have chosen is role modeling. So for instance, you know, we have established quite early on in our journey. So I'm talking now back in October last year, so still quite recent, a weekly call between my boss, who so is like the president of EMEA, if you want, and the five SVP regional. So, you know, we have cut our EMEA zone into five regions. And every week, we you know, we have a call. So my boss, so the president, myself, my deputy, as I said, uh, sales enablement, and the five heads of the regions on key metrics. You know, so we are looking at pipeline. You know, um, uh, forecast for the week, forecast for the months, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we have started these cadence because we said um, to start. Changing the mindset, mindset to make sales enablement really part of the business, we needed to instill the sense of rhythm and rigor. So, we have a weekly rhythm where it starts really by the top, you know, and for sure now it's being cascaded, you know, from the regional heads to their country heads, from the country heads to their sales directors, sales managers, sales people. And, you know, perhaps people do not believe that we will sustain because, you know, we're all busy, we'll have two big calendars. But still, every week now for the last five or six months, we have these regular calls, and I must say that everyone is enjoying them. It's not like you know punishment. It's not asking why you lost this, uh, you know, this contract or this opportunity. It's really just to put again a lot of discussion about customers, about opportunities, what we can do to win these opportunities, and in so. It is creating a lot of uh, talks about sales matters, which I think a lot of my colleagues are super happy with because they are salespeople at heart. And at the same time, it's bringing these uh, rhythm and rigor, which is a phrase we love to use. And because people see that it's not going away, it's really being cascaded now. So in a sense, that is a kind of a push uh, way. We have really started from the top and role modeling what we expect each level of the organization to do around sales matters or sales topics. And at the same time, as I said, you know, we also have a pool, probably a more pooling effect where we are understanding, talking with the business, you know, what they need, what they would like us to create, or where, you know, what best practice they would like us to establish. So it's a constant you know, pulling different levers um, and yeah, having a push and, or, and a pull effect to get together. And we you know by doing this, we think that we can change little by little behavior, because you know it's uh, coherent from you know the top to 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 the lowest level of the hierarchy, and also because we're working on topics which are important for the business, so that when uh, a change needs to happen, in a sense, people just are ready in their mind to change, because indeed that's something they wanted also.
0: I love that rhythm and rigor. I think that's fantastic. Now, in closing, just, just one last question, um, if you don't mind. How, how would you go about measuring the the business impact of your sales enablement efforts?
1: Yeah. So, of course, I mean, we, we, we are still early in our journey and we started probably a year ago. And of course, at the beginning, it was more, you know, establishing what was our vision and what we are supposed to do. Um, So we are still early in the journey. Now, for sure, we have the typical, you know, uh, metrics such as uh, sales revenue, you know, revenue by product line, revenue by sales channel, you know. So, of course, we hope to see an increase uh, over the years. Now, you know, it's not only through sales enablement that that things may, may, may improve. So we would like also to, measure things which are a bit more uh, specific. And at the moment, the one key metric we have in mind, it's a simple one, so to speak. We just want to measure, uh, comp- you know, year over year. So, you know, from let's say uh, 2020 and measuring then 2021, 2022, et cetera, The just the proportion of salespeople who will have achieved 100% of more of their targets. So we assume that the targets have been fairly, you know, uh, distributed and fairly uh, established, and just you know how many people have indeed met or achieved their targets, you know, uh, in 2020. So, I mean, or even you know, 2019 before we started anything, 2020 when we are still in our infancy, and 2021 and so forth, when you know probably will get more and more mature. So that's one of the specific metrics that we never measured before, at least on the EMEA level that we are going to to put in place. And the second one, let's say specific to uh, again our sales enablement initiative, is just looking at you know what we call the conversion rate. So you know from the number of opportunities which come our way, how many can we convert into orders? So again, a relatively simple measure, but which is uh, not always tracked or perhaps tracked in a slightly different manner so we are going to clarify how it should be measured so that it can be comparable year over year you know country to country so these two uh, metrics you know uh, how many sales people can achieve 100 or more of their targets and what is our conversion rate uh, will be the two main metrics we are going to follow for the moment you know perhaps in the few years we could be more sophisticated but we are still early so we are going to to focus on these two first
0: That's fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. I I really did enjoy learning from you. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.